What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhox42 on the internet, and today we are going to be looking at yet another random magic card. So I've not seen it before. This is unedited and unscripted. Let's go ahead and hit that random card button. All right, and today we are looking at Pilgrim's Eye. Pilgrim's Eye is a 1-1 Thopter for 3 with flying, and when Pilgrim's Eye enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. All right, so this is pretty cool. I like it a lot, actually. It's simple, it's effective, it's a common, and the common um, element of it kind of makes sense. This actually is reminding me quite a bit of Farfinder, which is a 1-1 with Vigilance for 3. Uh, in, that came out in Ikoria, which, and it functions very, very similarly. It does the same thing, where you search a library for any basic land card, put it in your hand, and then shuffle your library. Now, this card does something that is very, very useful in that it allows you to select um, what it makes sure that you hit that you hit your next land drop, and it lets you select what land you play, assuming it's a basic. So that's very, very useful in multicolor situations. If you're running a single color deck, you can probably do better than this. Although, um, depending on the format, it might still be useful because a one-on flyer is still significant now if you're in a constructed format so if you're playing standard or modern this thing is just way too expensive for what you get and there are just better values but in limited being able to get a 1-1 flyer on board consistently is great not worrying about what colors it costs to cast this is also great and the fact that it has um you know so it, it's mana cost is colorless and then it gets you access to whatever color you need next in limited this is a really solid pickup like it's not pack one pick one but if you're looking at like pick five pick six and it's available you're probably gonna grab it because it's really solid it and to be honest actually if it's available at like two or three if it's in an otherwise pretty meh pack it's probably worth grabbing um yeah this this card is rock solid and limited and i can see value in i can see value in a couple of different situations one, I want to point out that it is a Thopter. There are some tribal synergies with Thopters, although the vast majority of those are based around Thopter tokens, which you can generate consistently, and the big value there is getting an engine that produces Thopters, and the numbers can really skyrocket out of control. So the fact that you can have a card with Thopter on it, eh, like, that that type doesn't really do much for you, um, you, you know, for, for three, anyway. So this is really just mana fixing. I would highly recommend this if you are fixing your mana. And by, there are two different, um, two different details I want to speak to. There's mana fixing, and then there's mana ramp. And those are completely different things. Mana fixing is making sure that you have the right colors to cast what you need at any given time. Mana fixing is good, and that is what Pilgrim's Eye gives you. Mana ramp, however, is giving yourself access to additional, um, an additional mana in future turns, um, and so that's where you get cards like Rampant Growth, or if Pilgrim's Eye said that it would put the land onto the battlefield then you're getting you're getting access to the land and you're fixing it and a lot of ramp fixes your mana at the same time but if you're adding mana to your mana pool um, at a greater rate than hitting your land drops would allow you are ramping your mana if you're able to select what lands you get you are fixing your mana and so that's what we got here so pilgrim's eye fixes your mana nicely but it does not ramp you now if this was 
this exact same card, you could even take flying off of it, and if it just said put the basic land card and put it onto the battlefield, this card would be fantastic. If you look at Solemn Simulacrum, that is a colorless card that gives you exactly that. It gives you a rampant growth effect when it first comes onto the battlefield, and it is a 2-2 for 4, and that card is a consistent mythic that is loved by the community and has that has a place in a lot of different decks because that effect is very, very powerful because it fixes your mana and ramps your mana. The difference between the hand and the battlefield to a new player may not seem very significant because the thought is, well, on next turn, I can just play it anyway. But if you pull a land from your library, put it onto the battlefield, even if it comes into play tapped, that's fine because next turn you'll be able to cast, you'll be able to play a, a land from your hand as well as have that one on the battlefield. So you're just jumping ahead multiple turns whenever you do that. And so that's very, very, uh, it's very powerful. You know, there's a reason that effects that do that are in such high demand. There's, there's the reason that cards like Cultivate or Kodama's Reach or Rampant Growth, despite being reprinted to death, are still fairly well sought after cards. Like, you know, they're pretty significant or you know there are a number of printings of rampant growth out there at common it's everywhere but i think it's still going for like a quarter which is something that you see on commons that really make a splash and you people want to have in their decks you know it's not five cents sure a quarter is still not that big of a deal it's as far as mtg finance is concerned rampant growth is not on their radar but at the same time that is an indicator that the demand for this card is very very high because of how playable it is now pilgrim's eye it's it's solid. The other synergy that Pilgrim's Eye has, um, like it's solid, but it's not quite Solemn Simulacrum is really what I'm trying to get at. Like Pilgrim's Eye gets you part of Solemn Simulacrum, but it's not, it's nowhere near as good. Even if you're only looking at Solemn Simulacrum's ETB. Um, yeah. Which is funny because Pilgrim, Pilgrim's Eye gives you flying and it costs one less. So you actually get some stuff with Pilgrim's Eye that you don't get with Solemn, but Solemn is just amazing. Um, plus, who doesn't love a sad robot? I just kind of want to give him a hug. You know, it's going to be okay, buddy. Anyway, but we're not talking about sad robot here. We're talking about Pilgrim's Eye. So, let's, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say as far as the card goes. It's also, um, it's, it also is an artifact. So it's an artifact creature. It is a flyer. So those are synergies that you can leverage. You can do fun stuff with. Also, actually, where this could be... Uh, when you're building your commander decks, it's a good idea to really look at what um, it. You know, I, I talk about your ramp package, and to take that to the next level, it's important to look at your support cards and see what they do. So, if you're in a multicolor situation where, say, you're running equipment. Then all of a sudden, Pilgrim's Eye could be something that's really valuable because you get that enter the battlefield trigger, you get a chance to go grab a land. If you're in multiple colors, being able to fix, you know, so you can hit whatever land drops you need, this will allow you to run cards that have two or even three, um, you know, dedicated color mana pips because you can reasonably hit them. Um, or if you run cards like this, of which this can be one, I should say, because if you're in commander, um, building around a single card is not a generally not a good idea unless you have a lot of like tutor effects or it is the commander. If you've got cards like this, this type of support package, if you have multiple cards that do something similar, it's worthwhile. So what can this give you in that context? Well, it fixes your mana. We talked about that. Great. The other thing that it can do is it's evasive. It has flying. So if you have effects like curiosity that whenever 
um, a creature deals damage, you get to draw cards. Um, then, or, you know, deals damage to an opponent, you get to draw cards, you can put that on Pilgrim's Eye. That's a solid target for it. Also, if you're in a situation where you're running equipment, Pilgrim's Eye could be a really solid uh, target for that. Plus, if you have any artifact synergies within the deck, Pilgrim's Eye will trigger those and leverage those as well, or count towards those. Um, so, for example, if you put a cranial plating on a Pilgrim's Eye, even if they're the only two enchantments that you have on the board, or, I'm sorry, only two artifacts that you have on the board, you have a 3-0 uh, Pilgrim's Eye. If you have other artifacts, holy cow, that gets really big really, really fast. And it has flying, so you can dome your opponents directly in the face a lot of times. Um, yeah, so there's some cool stuff you can do with this. I would highly recommend slapping some swords to Pilgrim's Eye, because you can do some fun, fun stuff with that. Um, but even then, I would have Pilgrim's Eye as a redundant plan B in those decks. It wouldn't be my only one. In any situation in which you could would consider running Farfinder, consider running Pilgrim's Eye. In any situation where you might run Ornithopter, take a look at Pilgrim's Eye. Ornithopter being a 0-2 for 0. And the reason that I call that out specifically is because if you are if you have Ornithopter in your deck, then having a flying artifact creature on board is worth a card slot. And so it has to be worth a card slot for a reason. So there's one deck that I'm running Ornithopter in, and that is my Eureka the Tiger Shadow deck, because Ornithopter can works very well with ninjas, because it has, because it costs zero, um, and a ninja bounces its original creature back up to your hand. So bouncing an Ornithopter back up to hand is no big deal, because you can play it right back down for free, even if you're tapped out. Um, so that's very, very easy, and it's evasive. It has flying. So it's possibly the most threatening Ornithopter in the world is one that has ninja support. Um, and so as a result, I'm running it in that deck. Now, would I want Pilgrim's Eye in that deck? Maybe. Uh, because it is two colors, and I, I have a couple of cards that are very specific as to which colors you need in order to ninja them out. So maybe Pilgrim's Eye would make sense in that deck, because it can help me fix my mana. Um, and it is an evasive creature that I can turn into a ninja very easily. Now... On turn three, there are a lot of other things I want to be doing in that deck, and one of the things that Ornithopter gives me is the ability to recast it very, very quickly. Pilgrim's Eye doesn't have that because it costs three. So that's a strike against it in that context. Now, there are other contexts where this would be fantastic. Like, um, for example, I have a five-color Mutate deck that I find fun. Like, I enjoy it. It's kind of silly. I put Gigantha as the commander just because it can help, you know, fix and ramp my mana potentially. Um, so in that deck, all of a sudden Pilgrim's Eye might be worth a little bit more. Um, if you're in a deck where you're running something like Progenitus or Niv-Mizzet Parun that have, like, a lot of very specific mana that you need to cast, uh, that you need to have access to in order to cast it, definitely consider running something like Pilgrim's Eye because it can help. Now that said, in those contexts, there are probably better options that will ramp you as well as fix you, like the Signets, like um, Chromatic Lantern. You know, there are a, there's a lot that you can do to get you the same effect without necessarily... Um, without necessarily spending your three drop on a 1-1 one, one flyer that helps make sure you don't get mana screwed. There's a time and a place for a 1-1, one, one, you know, for for a three drop 1-1 one, one flyer that makes sure you don't get mana screwed. That's not nothing. 
in all, all in all, I feel like this card is like a really solid B minus or like C plus player in most decks. But if you're in a casual commander situation where you can do something with it, if you also if you have cost reducers, that's something where this would actually be fantastic. If you have something like Ugin Ineffable or um, I believe Animar uh, also helps reduce the cost of creatures, those types of situations, all of a sudden Pilgrim's Eye is looking a lot nicer because the biggest obstacle of getting Pilgrim's Eye online and really taking advantage of this card is its casting cost. Because whenever you have an enter the battlefield trigger, one of the things you'll want to do is bounce it or recur it in some way. And there there aren't as many options to recur this this one unfortunately because of that three cost um you know you could still sacrifice it to other things like having this in a reanimation deck where you're running something like blood for bones or victimize where you have where you want support creatures down early that could then turn into huge fatties that you've like milled out um that could be solid that's a, that's a use for it um for sure is it are there other options are there other ones that you could use there Absolutely. But this is an option. And when you want options, that's huge. The other a real big advantage to this, especially when it comes to commander players, is a lot of folks have this because it's cheap. And one of the ways that I build my commander decks is I look at the cards I have first and foremost before anything else. I look at the cards that I have. And Pilgrim's Eye is the type of card that I will come across and go, huh, you know, I kind of wish I had a Solemn Simulacrum, but this isn't too bad. Like this will, you know, this will fit that same slot and I have it. There is something to be said for that. Use the cards you have, even if they're not the absolute perfect for what they do, they can still fill the role and that's okay. And when you're playing a casual format like Commander where the whole point and purpose is to have fun with your friends, I would highly, highly, highly recommend play with the cards you have to have fun with your friends. And tech around what they're doing rather than what is the strongest card that can perform this task so yeah so if you're looking for solemn simulacrum but you have a pilgrim's eye you know and you don't have a solemn simulacrum you can go out and spend a couple bucks on a solemn simulacrum there's nothing wrong with that it just got reprinted in double masters actually if you wait a week or two uh for that to really saturate into the market that price is probably gonna probably gonna dip nicely now's actually probably a great time to buy solemn simulacrum if you want to buy Solemn Simulacrum, but if you don't want to buy Solemn Simulacrum and you just need an artifact that can help fix your lands, Pilgrim's Eye is the one for you. So this is an interesting card. I like it. I feel like it fits just that that low tier just perfectly. Anyway, thank you so much for hanging out, everybody. I just, I appreciate you. This show, Overthinking MTG, is available anywhere podcasts are sold as well as on YouTube with the benefit of video. And you can also catch me on my other show, the Rogue Deck Workshop. Uh, that's one that's going to be coming out around weekly. And uh, it's where we take a magic deck idea and turn it into a deck just live. That's the show. It's building the deck. So if you want to understand the thought process that I go through when I'm building a new deck um, and one that is not meta it doesn't exactly fit what other people are doing that's the goal that's what we're trying to find um, so if you want to see how i do that that is on that show and uh you can also catch me live on twitch twitch.tv slash hamhawks42 i'm over there five days a week uh we're having a ton of fun so i look forward to catching you there and i'll be sure to catch you next time <laughs>